Boss! 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 Welcome into a super exciting edition of At the Buzzer. <clears throat> we're Ralphie Report podcast that only talks about CU athletics and really specifically we're paring it down. We're now only going to talk about CU basketball and other items. There's, uh, there's a pretty big thing we're not going to talk about. So I'm Jack. Um, over there is Sam, our other co-host. How's it, it going? I'm fine because it's basketball practice has started this week. Biggest yeah, thing on campus. I, yeah, I didn't watch any CU sports over the weekend. Um, so like I'm feeling fresh, feeling great. Yeah. We need to talk about basketball. But we do start with some news um, before we get into anything else. That Quincy Allen is going to be out for a while. He had hip surgery. Yes. Um, so that's a CU player. Like he's a like a combo forward, like a really good shooter, really athletic player. Um, he wasn't going to start, but he was going to play off the bench, possibly in the Maddox Daniels role. Um, mm. But now CU is without him for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, for those who don't know, he's a highly yeah. rated freshman in a group of highly rated freshmen. Yeah. And it's a shame we haven't seen him at all. By all accounts, yeah. he was probably the most he's athletic a, player on the team. So, yeah. Top 100 recruit, third highest recruit on the CU recruiting class. Yes, which is oh, which what is a thing to say. Very nice. Um, but his his high, I don't know. Lawson Loving is really high, but that's like a potential high. Quincy Allen is like good right now. And that's I think that's the difference. Or at least we thought he was. Definitely in the purest strokes on the team, that'll suck to miss because CU's replacing a lot of shooting. Yeah, um, well, I think that they're both good right now. And I think that Lawson Lovering has an easier time. Um, like, he's improving more quickly. And I think he's more coachable. But I think that's also about Lawson, not about anyone else. Because Lawson is like, everyone just fucking adores him. Yeah, definitely a hard worker. Um, like, not to say Quincy Allen isn't, but that's the whole thing with Lawson, I guess, is how quickly he improves. You know, three years ago, CU was his only offer, um, and now he enters the the school, the top 50 recruits. So, you know, it, yeah, it, his ceiling is way higher, and he's sprinting towards that. Um, so we hope Quincy stays healthy. His surgery went well, uh, which is good. It's a hip surgery, and it's good to have those. Uh, you know, it's better to have those earlier rather than later, which is the Greg Oden story. Um, so we're glad he, he caught that, and it sucks that he's gone because he would have been a nice piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else we have today? We have well, um, yeah, the official CU Buffaloes schedule was released today. Um, that's we already knew the conference pairings, we already knew certain things about it. Um, but it is nice to see it fully fleshed out. And now we have visual aid to be like, oh, we're gonna win this game, we're gonna lose this game, we're gonna beat Oregon at, at CU. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you before we go into it, do you have any overarching thoughts? Yeah, I think this team's ceiling is um reduced pretty dramatically. Without Mason Faulkner and Quincy Allen now, two guys that yes, I forgot about Faulkner already. Yeah, who who is officially at Louisville? Um, we as we all expected to happen. Um, yeah, he was <clears throat> sixth year grad transfer at point guard would have been a really nice stabilizing force. 
Um, definitely affected the floor of the team, but also, you know, with him in there, you can kind of let key and the other two freshman guards develop at their own pace, which helps you in the later, later part of the season. Now that he's gone, those dudes are going to have to step in right away, which is going to lead to some, I would assume frustrating games early on. Um, so that those two losses without Allen and Faulkner, you're missing a lot of scoring potential there. And then the other bit is Javon Ruffin still injured. Um, another freshman coming in who's a pretty big guard type and he was presumably one of the more ready members of this freshman class. So we don't know what yeah. he's, he's going to bring. Well, yeah, but like Ruffin, he, he profiles as that tad guard, like, um, I don't know, like Xavier Talton, if he was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so like, mean. obviously that's not a one for one comparison, but like, Big, hardworking guard who should be good at defense, should move the ball, is not going to be very selfish. Why didn't you start with um, Dinwiddie for a much more positive comparison? Because Dinwiddie is in the NBA, and I don't think Ruffin is as good. Well, I, I think the other <laughs> thing to say, yeah, I don't know. Ruffin doesn't have that explosiveness, I don't think, but he is a NBA scout's son, and he definitely plays like that. He's smart. He makes the right read when he has to. Um, yeah. Shoots well, super long arms. But we don't know. When we, we get know him, like. when when we do get him, I f- have no evidence to say that he'll be good. But I I like the idea of Javon Ruffin as a bench player. I don't necessarily like the idea that Julian Hammond might be playing actual minutes because he he's supposed to be please like God put in that quarterback. Yeah, please God, because not to get too in-depth because we're probably five minutes into this podcast and I'm talking about the fourth string point guard, but <laughs> he he profiles as like the sweet shooter of the class who's like, that's his main role Absolutely. and he's might not be as good of a shooter as we hope because also like a weird thing with this team is that the, the big men are probably better at shooting than yeah. the guards. Um, not so probably, definitely. I would like to see like if CU has a sweet shooting guard, I would actually like to see them make those shots yeah. if they're going to contribute because like he's probably not going to be much value elsewhere as a freshman, as a true freshman coming in from Colorado high schools in which he only with in which he played two sports. So he never specialized yet. Um, now you're I've talking about the Max Daniels role of uh, missing shots yeah. you should miss or make and then making shots to, that are insane. Well, I was about to mention uh, Shane Gatling as like the type oh, of... Oh, yes. I miss him. <laughs> that guy was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was great a few times. But, um, uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mo- <laughs> mostly wasn't that actually effective with shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tad just had his first post practice media commentary of the year because they just had the first practice of the year on the September 27th. And um, he actually said that the, the point guard, he said, is going to be a three headed monster of, of Keyshawn, yep. KJ and Julian. So they're all going to play probably yeah. more than you'd like. Well, um, the other two I'm fine with. Right. But I still think you're going to see Julian Hammond more than you want to you. Yeah. More than I yeah, personally, yes. And he I'd also like mentioned, uh, this is the last overarching thing I have. He also mentioned music to other people's ears. Three guard lineups are going to be a thing this year. Um, something Good. that Tad is reticent to do, but with Eli Parquet's defensive versatility, I think it makes it easier for him to slide Parquet up into that forward spot. Oh, um, of course. 
Or yeah. like be the third guard, yeah. Because he's six foot four with like a he probably has a six eight wingspan and he's like big. Right. So That'll it's like he can play up. I think he CU's gonna run more up. than they did last year. Um, yeah, and then also um Quincy Allen being out, that kind of possibly forces Neat Clifford to play some real minutes, especially if they're running three guard lineups because he's a six foot seven guard. I would have been surprised Which if he wasn't nice. playing real minutes. Um, yeah. And he might, he says he's like, he told me and Jack Carlo that he's working on being like the catch and shoot three point shooter on the oh, team. Interesting. However, because he's actually pretty good at that, apparently. And he developed a lot last year behind the scenes. Yeah. I, that's all I had. You know, oh, that's all you had. Fun season. Okay, because okay, so something about the the guards. I know we are gonna see you is gonna run uh, uh, two or three like two point guards or like three guard lineups all the time. Yeah. Um, but I thought that if um, Keyshawn was as good as we hope, and mm-hmm. if KJ Simpson was just like a fucking winner, which he seems like he's going to be, uh, you know, like that type of guy. Um, I thought that there would be a chance that Mason Faulkner would get pushed for his minutes. By those two if they develop nicely um, yeah so i guess that's part of why i think that affects his departure affects the ceiling and the floor of the team because i think he's a security blanket but also because you kind of know what his baseline is i think him leaving affects the ceiling because if you do get to a point when kj is pushing minutes from faulkner it's more of a oh my god we have something here rather than a oh my god we don't have any we have no you know, starter that's supposed to be here. Um, yeah. So, so like, like you're saying the, the talented freshman who's supposed to be really athletic and really promising. If they won the job, that would be great because it'd be like, right. wow, this guy's so talented. You can't keep him off the field. But if say the starter was outperforming them in camp and then got hurt or left and forced <laughs> the unprepared freshman to play, then you don't really know what's going on and that you could just bottom out completely and be one of the worst offenses in the country. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh God. Well, Surely um, Tad Boyle won't let that happen though. Yeah. Last, last piece of news is CUD. Did you get a 2022 commit on the basketball side of things? Joe Hurlbert is the first one that's been, he's been in for a while now. Big guy out of South North Dakota. The second is almost the exact opposite of that. RJ Smith, who's a guard out of Southern California um, in Damien High School. And um, I don't know. This seems like a vintage Tad Boyle guard pickup to me. Okay. Damien High School. I haven't. This is the first time. Bryce Peters went there. Um, Six days ago. How did I miss this? Yeah. So so Bryce Peters went to Damien High School as well. The off maligned Bryce Peters. But Smith is not that. Um like I said, vintage Tabor recruit. I'm saying that because CU is the only power no... six offer. Yeah, I um, to say that. Which is this, which was the case for Iskia Booker, uh, which was also the case for Spencer Dinwiddie until Oregon came in really late. Um, Tab Boyle loves doing that in Southern California. I don't know. It, it seemed like he went away from that and went to more established guards. And I think that still might be the case in 2022. But um, he's definitely a tag guard, tall, 6'4". Definitely defends, plays multiple defensive roles. Doesn't appear to be that explosive um, and a better shooter than most tag guards. So 
We'll see. You know, he didn't, I don't think he played at all last year because of California's COVID rules. I don't know if that's true, um, but he was behind a five-star USC signee who's a year above him. Um, mm. So we don't really know what he looks like as a lead guard, and this would be the year to find out, but welcome, RJ. So what we're seeing is possibly a depth piece, possibly a late rising prospect. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like uh, his track record, if you go non-foreign, so we're not counting the Jacob Dombecks and Thomas Accusillas of the world, his track yeah. record with underappreciated prospects, especially in SoCal, is pretty good. Um, no Keenan Guzanich also included in that. I'm counting him as a foreign prospect. But Who? Keenan Guzanich? Yeah, Keenan Guzanich, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, George uh, King, Eli Parquet, Dimwitty, Eskia Booker, and also Eli Stalzer is a miss, I would say. So, I don't know. We'll see. Well, Eli Stalzer was a great guy to have around. Um, do you do you want to look at the schedule? Yeah, we can go line by line here. <clears throat> okay. Well, not necessarily line by line. Um, but I want to see, like, the problem games, like, where you think a trip up could happen games that jump out to you. Cause I don't want to say like, Oh, we're going to beat Maine very easily because I don't know who anybody on Maine is. So I can't say anything. Well, we are going to beat Maine very easily for sure. Well, we should. Uh, yeah. So let's look at the schedule. Non-conference was just released with the full conference dates as well. So mine's exhibition. That's a win. Um, oh, so we are going to go line by no, line. No, no, no. I'm just going to go for the rest of the non-conference. <laughs> that Nebraska game is interesting. Also an exhibition, so it doesn't really count. But that should give us a little bit of a baseline because Nebraska should be much improved this year under Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. They got a bunch also, of talent. It's a charity exhibition, so I don't know if people are going to go hard. Oh, Sam, don't you know that anytime anyone steps foot in the state of Nebraska, it's for charity? <laughs> okay um, all right so then the real season starts with montana state at home who's actually gonna be pretty tough montana state is not uh, a complete pushover they have if i remember correctly one of the best scorers in the country i believe he's still there let me look this up i feel like he left and went to like washington state i know this is 2020 2021 I think you are correct. Yeah? I think so. Oh, shit. That's pretty... That gives me some good clout if I got it right. No, you're not correct. Oh, and I am it. so completely behind the times. I'm thinking of Tyler Hall, who has not been in Montana State since the end of 2019. <laughs> so don't worry about me. Well, you could have had a... Um... Bonton from Washington State. He went. He went there. There you go. Yeah. Either way, yeah. Montana State's but, not the worst. Uh, they do okay in the Big Sky every year. And Big their two best players from last year are both from London, so that's super weird. They went to the same high school in London. And their head coach is oh, named Danny Sprinkle. What? What else do you need? Um, Ugh. So Wayne Tinkle. <laughs> New Mexico should be a pretty easy walkover. They're still rebuilding that program down there. Um, I'm excited and nervous about the Southern Illinois game on November 19th. Uh, SIU has got given some scare to some people recently. Um, but other than that, that Paradise Jam is going to be a really fun time. And it looks like the bracket is setting up for the last game of that to be CU-CSU um, in a neutral site. And CSU is 100% a tournament team this year. Really good. So that'll be a really good test as well. 
Do you remember last time CU won the Paradise Jam? Is that the one that was in uh, Virginia? Yeah, in Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah. In which and... McKinley Wright hit the game winner That's against right. Mercer. One of the weirdest. No, 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 against Quinnipiac. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they beat Mercer. Yes, I final. do remember that. And that whole tournament sucked so bad because CU was constantly down by like 10 points and scratching and clawing their way back. Yes. And thank God for McKinley Wright because that was so bad. And I had to get the subscription to that weird basketball website. Yes, Flow Hoops. Yep. Yeah, Flow Hoops. <laughs> I, uh, I also totally forgot that, um, yeah, this SIU's head coach is NBA 2K legend Byron Mullins or Brian Mullins. Brian Mullins? Brian, Are you uh, serious? Yeah. How is he coaching? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Anyways. Um, Do you know, okay, can you guess, speaking of Byron Mullins, a similar player, do you want to guess the only NBA player who's, like, from Boulder? Is it Nick Fazekas? No, I hope, I don't think so. I think that guy was, like, Russian or something. Is it Burdett Halderson? Uh man, no, I'm thinking, I think I'm making shit up, but Lou Amundsen is from... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I knew that. And he went to where again? Monarch. No, he went to some college, random college. (laughs) Was it in Mexico? UNLV. UNLV. Yes. Okay. Uh, So you think those are wins? You think Paradise Jam is a win? That CSU game is going to be really, really hard. That's CSU to play CSU. Yeah. Yeah. That could be anything. It's not going to be in Virginia, most likely, unless another hurricane happens. That would suck. Um, and then CU starts Pac-12 play quite early with a game at home against Stanford. And then they move on and play at UCLA three days later. Do you want to start with Stanford? Uh, yeah, they're not going to be that good this year. Uh, they're going to be about, well, I shouldn't say that. They'll probably be about on par with CU. Um, they're not going to be as good as they should be. So, I don't yeah. know. Under Jared Haas, Stanford's always defense first team. De Silva is finally gone, um, but their wings are really have stepped into their own. Jaden Dallaire and Spencer Jones, those are two really good guys. Um, yeah, Jaden Dallaire was most improved player last year. Yeah, so as a team based off of that, Zaire Williams was not a good overall team player. I don't remember if he's coming back. No, he's gone. He yeah. got drafted 10th overall by the Shut Memphis up. Grizzlies. 10th overall? No, that was Josh Primo. Yeah. Uh, no, he know. did get drafted higher than he should have. No, but you said apparently 10th he... overall by the Pelicans. What the hell? Okay. Wait, did I get it right? Yes. Oh, okay. I messed up the teams. Um, No, I don't understand how he went. It was by the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies traded for that pick. But um, yeah, I don't understand what happened with him, but apparently that was a weird situation. Like He had some like family issues and Stanford was like playing. They weren't even playing at Stanford because of COVID restrictions. Um, so they were like living out of a hotel like all season. So that was a weird yeah. situation for them. But they have replaced him with another five star freshman wing named Harrison Ingram, who yes. I don't really know much about. I like him way more than Zaire. He's not an as okay. natural of a scorer. Definitely a better wing defender, though. That dude is okay. built. 
And then they have another guy who's supposed to be like a uh, their their Tyrell Terry coming in named um, Isaiah Silva, who should be running a good offense because Dejon Davis finally left, transferred to Washington. So, yes, um, I, I, I mean, it's not just conference play, though. That's a weird like conference interstitial in the middle of non-conference. Um, see, well, the new Pac-12 or... schedule because they're right. 20 game schedules now. Still doesn't quite make sense to me. But whatever. In the coming week, years, we're going to have Alliance basketball non-conference somewhere around there too. So that's great. Oh, nice! We get to play Nebraska all the time. Uh, hopefully that would be fun. Um, easy wins. But CU <laughs> ends non-conference with five straight home games, and unfortunately, I think the best CU can do is go three and two in these games. Um, oh, dang. you just wanted to skip UCLA? Yes, that's that's oh, a loss. I- it's a loss, but you don't want to talk about how UCLA might be the number one team in the country to start the year. I mean, we can't do that as we get closer to the year, but yeah, UCLA is probably should be the number one team in the country. Them or Gonzaga, yeah. Them or Gonzaga. I have a soft spot for this UCLA team because um, I got my brother to start like following UCLA right before the tournament was starting because I was like helping him with his brackets. And also because my brother looks like and plays basketball like Jaime Jaquez. So my brother just loves Jaime so much. And I think Jaquez is going to be Pac-12 player of the year. And you don't think so. But I think he will be. This year? Mm -hmm. No, he won't. Yeah? Who do you think? I don't think so. I mean, Juzang is the easy front runner. Everyone loves Juzang. Well, I think Jaquez is tremendously better than Juzang. I agree, but that's not what that's not how unfortunately the patrol player of the year is. Well, is I think that picked. if UCLA wins through defense and grit, I think they'll credit Hakez a little bit more, especially if Hakez takes on a more playmaking role, which he can. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they also have Peyton Watson. Also, I think Juzang's Ju- yeah, Juzang's scoring was unsustainable, in my opinion. I think that's why he did not go to the NBA, is because teams realize that he is like a late second round prospect because he can't create separation. Yeah, I, I agree. I still think he's going to be, have all the hype behind him. And if he turns in a pretty average year, that'll work. If he gets to like 14 points a game, they'll be like, okay, yeah, it's him. Yeah. Anyway. Well, okay. I, I, I just feel like I pulled up the UCLA roster for nothing because you skipped ahead, but that's okay. We can keep going. Yes, you did pull up for nothing. Um <laughs> Yeah, so Tennessee kicks off that home stretch December 4th. That's going to be a fun game in Boulder. I will be there. Um, they are also very good, also very talented. See, so you went there during COVID, um, thanks to Kim English and Nate Tomlinson, who are now on the same staff. Oh, um, and they, this is the return game. They, yeah. I believe, Jordan Fulkerson's in his like 20th year of college uh, yeah. playing for them still. So. I don't know if I got that name right. John Fulkerson. John John Fulkerson. My bad. Um, But yeah, I mean, this team, they were so bad last year compared to expectations, compared to talent level. They had no offensive functionality, like at all. No spacing, no shooting. I guess that's the same thing. Um, Fulkerson, too, he like didn't have any room to operate, and they just sucked, even though they had two first-round picks guards and Eve's pawn, the reigning SEC defense player of the year. Um, but they replace John Fulkerson was a freshman in college. Do you want to guess what year? 2000, 2014. Jeez. Okay. No, 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 no. 
2016, <laughs> which is still <laughs> six years ago, he's had a double red shirt plus a COVID year. So he is going to be 24 solid. walking into Boulder. He's going to be a 24 year old man. How old is Evan Batty at this point? I think 22, much more normal. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's a fifth year junior, Evan Batty. Um, yeah. So Tennessee, they basically reloaded with more five star freshmen from last year. So they're hoping that they can reset because their team last year never clicked. And that's why they lost to Oregon State. And that's why it was the easiest 5-12 upset on the board, in my opinion. Yes, as opposed to the most popular one picked, which was Georgetown over Colorado. That was not a 5-12. Yes, it was. It was? Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. I was wrong. Kennedy Chandler, so though. Sorry. That guy's the truth. I'm so sorry. I'm Kennedy so sorry. Chandler for Tennessee. He's my favorite freshman guard in the country. That dude's awesome. Pure point. Okay. Victor yeah. Bailey so, or whatever. We're going to lose that. that um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it, it could go either way. I, I, I don't know. No, it can't. Well, we'll see. But no, it's, we'll it's, see. You're wrong. Because Tennessee has disappointed me many times. Because I, I, I picked them as my SEC team to root for years ago when they had Jarnell Stokes. Um, mm. And it hasn't gone well for me rooting for them when, when, I, when I watch. Um, so... That should be two, three wins after that. Eastern Washington, Whoa. Milwaukee, Cal State, Bakersfield. Hang on a second. Eastern Washington, they lost They lost the Groves brothers. They both yes. transferred to Oklahoma. Yes. So, yes, they did just make it to the NCAA tournament, and I think they scared the hell out of Kansas. some Kansas, but they don't have the same talent as they did. Do you have an argument against no, but they're still a well-coached team. I, that's that's a that's a okay. free win, I think. Of the three that you just mentioned, that's the freest win. Oh, not Milwaukee or Cal State? So, Milwaukee's an interesting... Um, oh, I forgot about P.J. Baldwin. Yeah, exactly. So, Oh, they, no, I want to be in Boulder to watch that game. That'd be sick to see him. Yeah, that's Damn why it. they're an interesting case. Oh, no. Yeah, so... Um, Milwaukee has one of the best players in the country, Patrick Baldwin Jr., uh, who the reason he's at Milwaukee is because his dad, Patrick Baldwin Sr., is the coach there. Um, so he has definitely the potential to wreck any one game against anyone, um, and that could be CU. So yeah, you hang on for dear life. Prospect. Yeah, everyone wanted him. Kentucky was going after him after uh, he was going to transfer because some other school fired his dad. It is a mess. That that will be a fight, and I'm worried about that. Um, well, we beat we beat Cal when they had Jalen Brown. Yeah, but it, this guy's better than Jalen Brown was in college, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay. Uh, and then Cal State Bakerfield should also be semi easy win. So. Okay. And they they don't have any five star freshmen that I'm forgetting about, do they? Uh, <laughs> no, but they have a guy named Czar Perry, spelled like the Russian king. So, hell yeah! And and the best player is named Taze. Oh my god! All right, so what do we know about Kansas basketball other than that they might be resetting? <clears throat> yeah, so um, Kansas and UCLA are probably going to be two of the top three teams in the country, and CU gets to face both. Which is fun. Why is Kansas a top 10 team? Top three. Team. They're a top three team. They have 
Are they that good? Came, everyone came back that matters. But they weren't good. Uh, I disagree. They were pretty good. Um, they add Remy Martin, who some would say is a good thing. I would say he is a uh, – that would be tough with the, the mouths they have to feed. Um, yeah, I don't think he's good. David Just McCormick is back as a, as a senior, and that dude is one of the best bigs in the country. I think he's okay. Yeah, I think you are two down on this team. Um, and then finally you have two five-star freshmen. As always, Bobby Pettiford is really fun at guard as a freshman. Um, KJ Adams, super fun as a forward guard. And then you got yep. Ochai Abaji coming back. Somehow they got him back. Jalen Wilson somehow coming back. That dude is the best player in my Yeah, Jalen Wilson's very talented. Uh Mitch, Mitch Lightfoot is in his 12th year or whatever it is at Kansas, the new Nick Carlson. Um, oh, yeah, super senior right here. Yeah, there's they are experienced. They have talent and food coming ugly. in. Yeah. Uh, they have you could, okay, size. Okay, here's they a question. Everything. If you could be good enough to play basketball at a school like Kansas, but you were ugly, which would you pick? I would decide to do that and be ugly, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's not a very difficult decision for you. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But being ugly in 6'8 is better than being uh, dropped at gorgeous and 5'8. I would rather be dropped at gorgeous and 5'8. Oscar Isaac is like 5'8. Yeah, there's room room for both of us in the world. And both both stereotypes. Oh, do we want to talk about Dune on the podcast or no? Um, No, this is going to be pretty jam-packed episode okay okay so anyways kansas is an l i think cu gets to play ucla tennessee and kansas back to back with milwaukee in there and that six game stretch um escaping that four Mm. and two is a huge win escaping that three and three is just fine you you will be just fine with three and three at the end of the non-conference and then you get to start the full conference play with at oregon so boy howdy cu has a Mm. tough start yeah, I well, we can even go these first six games, first eight games, honestly, of Pac-12 schedule are tough as hell. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, yeah, I, I would say there's only a few teams that are definitely worse than CU in the Pac-12 this year. That's not because CU is necessarily bad. It's because we don't know what they are. And also, a lot of other teams got way more fun. Yeah. Yeah, like Oregon's always going to be talented. We don't really know. It's it's the annual tradition of Oregon basketball is that we don't know. Million transfers. <laughs> yeah. Quincy we will figure Garrier out is who. a new one this year. Yep. Yeah, I'm not even going to try until I see them. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea who Eugene Amarui was, but. Yep. Well, we I felt it. Until February 3rd, Oregon at home. That's a win. Free money. Yep. Um, but yeah, so at Oregon, at Oregon State. I think Oregon State will not be that good. I think that's one of the few teams you can say is worse than CU next year. Yes. Yes. I am anti Oregon um, State. Because uh did did the last Thompson leave? Yes. Yes. Okay, then I think that, that settles they that. They still have Alatiche, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Alatiche is good, but I don't think he's good enough to be CU yeah. on his own. Washington State at home should be a win, even nope, though they're good. Nope, nope. They are my they're boys good. this year. I say they're top four okay. to five. I, I am not saying that should no, be a I think toss they're up. good too, but I think that any year in the Pac-12, if you're not a top one or two team in the Pac-12, so you should win that at home. 
So I will flip that and say Washington is a sure win between the Washington schools visit. I think Washington is definitely a sure win. I think Washington State should be 70% chance of winning. I won and one and I'm happy there, but whatever. Okay. Okay, 2-0 and, oh and I'm happy. Um, <laughs> hang on. Let me look at these tip-off times to see which games I can actually watch. So uh, and then after that, while you're looking it up, there's the Arizona trip. So CU faces the Wildcats and the Sun Devils back to back. Wildcats under a new head coach, Tommy Lloyd, for the first time since I think CU started playing him. And we'll miss Sean Miller and his sweaty face. Um, But we don't know what they're going to look like partially because of that. Huge international flavor on that roster. Um, Tubelas is back. Kirk Kreese is back. They got a few more transfers. They'll be interesting. I think they're also in that mid group of we don't know exactly how good they're going to be. So past UCLA and Oregon, I think everyone good. else is kind of sloshed up together. So yeah. I'm not expecting a win there. Arizona State is the same thing. They got, in my mind, the best guy in the transfer portal this uh, offseason. And I know his last name is Jackson. Let me look up his first name. Ba 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 ba. His name is, come on, Marion Jackson. Marion Jackson is sweet. He is so fun to watch. Yeah. So uh, I'm not that. Ex- Is he? Bullish. Did they upgrade from Remy Martin to him? I I love Remy Martin. I think he's super fun to watch. I would hate having Remy Martin on my team because I think he loses the game sometimes. So well, also they had Alonzo Verge, who was also a ball hog, and um, they had another guy who just wouldn't pass. Oh, Josh Christopher. Yeah. Although Josh Christopher worked hard, whereas the other guys didn't really necessarily. Um, and then they lost um, Jalen House, who was my most appreciated Sun Devil. He worked hard. That dude just that dude just he doesn't give a shit. He just yeah, runs around. He worked hard. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Hurley. What the hell? He's on the roster. Did you know that they have a Hurley? That makes total sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Of course, I'm, Bobby I'm... Hurley named his son Bobby Hurley. Marcus Bagley is back. He. Is not very good, but NBA teams like him. He's big and can shoot, but is not good. That that will bite me in the ass, by the way, when he drops six threes on CU. Right. Marion Jackson, I think, <laughs> is the biggest thing that ASU has going for him because he's so different than most of what their prior guards have been. He's like a tough mm-hmm. um, team guy, plays defense. I don't know. Anti-Remy Martin. So Remy And then Martin. Luther Muhammad, isn't he the Miami transfer? Yeah. Also fun. Yeah. Okay. Also a fun guy. Okay. U- U- USC and UCLA in Boulder. UCLA, we already talked about. That's going to be real tough. No way. Um, what? No, no way. way. I-, I think there's a chance. I think there's wow. a chance. Yeah. I think there's also a chance that we're overrating UCLA because they were still a last four team in. Like they returned everybody, but they were still a last four team in the NCAA tournament. And I think that they're obviously really good, but I don't think that we should necessarily assume that they're unbeatable. This isn't like Arizona with Aaron Gordon and (laughs) Nick Johnson. I don't know if I think it is that different. I think the defense is going to be brutal. I think their defense is going to be terrible to play against. I think so too, but I don't trust our offense because we don't know what the hell we look like. Okay. That's a good point because I was going to say, see you still beat them even when their defense was insane, but they also had McKinley Wright. And I keep forgetting when I think about wins and losses, I keep forgetting that we don't have McKinley Wright anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, so 
I don't know how good CU is going to be. I can't say wins or losses. <laughs> I'm just I mean, basing well, it off the opposition. We know that CU's beaten USC eight straight times. Let's make it nine straight right here. Yeah, that's an easy win. Um, and then at Wazoo and Washington State, I'm one and one, and I'm happy again. And then mm-hmm. we finish off with three home games, the Oregon schools plus Utah make a visit. Utah is another one I'm solidly fine notching beneath CU. They are a mess. Um, yeah, and we're still going to lose. <laughs> no, that's going to be the at Utah at the end of the year. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. And then at Cal, another team where I'm like, yes, you are worse than CU, especially now without Matt Bradley, superhero. Yeah, they so. suck. And yet we bad. still lost to them last year too. That yes, but they had Matt was... Bradley, superhero. Well, he wasn't the reason why they lost. It was because CU just got bodied the yes. entire yeah. game. So you, you didn't so even you watch not, that game. No, but they were not interested in playing. Um, no. And you lucked out because that game yes. sucked ass. Yes. And that was the worst game of the season. Hold that thought because uh, we'll soon transition to a team that you luck out if you don't watch them. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a it's a fun conference schedule. It's a lot of slush in the middle of the Pac-12. I think there's a clear top two and a clear bottom three, but everything else in between is fair game. So and you forgot about the home finale against Arizona State in Arizona, which yes, would Arizona's be the last very fun. And that would be very fun. If I believe I don't think Evan Batty's a junior. I think they're treating this like a senior year. Tad has mentioned him as a senior okay. a few times. So okay, Ari- yeah. the Arizona game is Evan Batty's senior day, and I'm I'm going to cry so hard. I'm going to cry yeah. unbelievably hard. Do you see um, like reason to believe in a late season run for the buffs? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I think that the schedule set up nicely actually for Tad Boyle for how Tad Boyle wants late home games, um, late home games. Yes. Late, and easy games. The, yeah. Late, easy games. Thank you. Um, but so you have this young team that's going to be tested in non-conference play at home and on the road. Um, they're going to see everything, honestly. They're just going to see physical teams, Kansas, Tennessee, UCLA, all physical teams with more talent than them. Then they're going to go get tested on the road. They're going to get tested to see what their resolve is like when they start in two and six in conference play. And then that's actually pretty bad, actually, if they do that. But um, <laughs> and then they're going to start hitting their stride right as they go at Washington, at Washington State. If they can win one of those two, it's good. And then Oregon could be the huge confidence booster. If you win Oregon at home, then you have Oregon State. It gets easier. Utah gets easier. I mean, you could win at, the next six, honestly. Yeah. At Cal, at Stanford are both, those are the two easiest road games of the Pac-12 schedule every year. Um, not for CU, but for I mean, everyone Utah else. is awful. And then, at Utah should be. Yeah. And then Arizona State, Arizona at home, winnable. At Utah, winnable. That's that a could great be point, like, Sam. I think if you yeah. beat Oregon in February 3rd, you can win out the rest of that schedule. Yeah, I think that they'd still find a way to drop one of the games they shouldn't, but that's CU basketball. <laughs> or that's any, that's not just CU basketball. That's just that's anyone basketball. who's not a top 15 program in basketball. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's so hard. This team is what, nine underclassmen? Yeah. This team probably shouldn't have anything close to NCAA tournament expectations. But I mean, upside NCAA tournament, downside hopefully NIT. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a transition year. It's fine. We can have those. Well, it's, if a, you, it's a brand if new you, team. If you turn your transition year into NCAA tournament contention, 
then you are becoming a program. So. Uh, yes, that would be a nice uh, arrival, I guess, or a confirmation of, of what this team can be. And that would add for even more excitement next year because NCAA tournament team, and you lose two guys, everyone else is coming back. That's, um, that's how you get to yeah. the UCLA number one. Because like, like I, like this team is talented. This, this is the best recruiting class in CU history. It's the best recruiting class in the PAC 12. Um, but even with McKinley, Wright, Tyler Bay and Deshaun Schwartz, that team still went like 18 and 16. Yeah, but well, yes. This team has wanna, more talent. I don't want to. I don't want to disparage prior things, yeah. but yes, yes, the senior leadership on this team compared to that one is better. Um, I trust Evan yes. Batty and Eli Parquet to lock shit down um, when yeah. they need to. And Keyshawn's been there for three years now. This is his third year of the program. That's good uh, for That's a guy actually, who has not played that much ball. Yeah, and I keep forgetting he's actually like a junior because I his freshman year. Wait, what's no, his freshman year was a full red shirt. Yeah, full red shirt. Okay, so never mind, sophomore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I keep forgetting how how long he's been here because he graduated high school early to join CU. And and the best bit about this team before we move on, the best bit is Evan Batty's great. We love Evan Batty. Eli Parquet's great. We love Eli Parquet. You know what you're getting out of those two. Keyshawn, older guy. We know kind of what he's going to look like. None of them are the best player on this team. The best player on this team is a sophomore, Jabari Parker. Oh my god, did I just get his name wrong? No, it's his name. Jabari right? Walker. <laughs> Who's Jabari Parker? He's the the bus. Oh, that's right. Oh my god. Hopefully it's the only wow. time that happens. Um, oh, well, I, so my issue, my issue is that I literally keep forgetting Jabari Walker's on the team. I thought you were gonna say KJ Simpson or something. I was gonna be like, what? No, I, I I keep forgetting Jabari Walker is like actually here because yeah. I, I I'm not really used to him yet. Like I don't think of him as like our guy yet. Well, I just think of him as a talented electric player who I hope does not get overhyped because he has. I, it's going to be his prove. last year here. It's going to be well, his last he, year at CU. He has a lot to prove. Still, I'm just telling you, it is. And the best case scenario is he becomes a like 15 and eight guy because he can do that. If yeah, he, no, I get that. It's just like stop fouling people seven times for 40 minutes. <laughs> and I don't, and like his, his role last year was really simple. It was come off the bench, chuck shots and just be energy. Just run around. His role is not that different this year. It's come start uh, chuck shots. <laughs> be energy. I don't know if he's going to be asked to chuck shots though. Cause that was like, he was a spark. Oh, like, that yes, was his he idea. Is. Well, I know he's going to chuck shots. I don't know if, that's supposed to be what you're yes, supposed it is. to do. Yes, it is. Okay. We need shot takers on this team. Okay. Period. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I wonder how that that's all going to work. I'm interested to see how him and Batty work as a front court tandem. It, it's a super, it's exciting team because we don't know what it's going to look like for the first time in forever. So. Yeah, because like what? We have never had a primary scorer playing power forward with Tad Boyle. Uh, yeah, I guess Josh Howe was center. Yeah, no, he was not a power forward. He wasn't a face-up player at all. That was easy. That was just <laughs> post-entry. Um, do you have a breakout player for CU so far? Like, who's a player that we're not expecting? That we, be like, us two, were not expecting? Well, not us two, but like 
the general public, who would the, the maybe the listener, who who do they not think is going to be the best player? This is a terribly worded question. I mean, it's I think it's it's going to be KJ Simpson. I think we both love that dude. Yeah, um, and he's going to make his impact felt pretty immediately. I think it's going to also. Be he's not six feet tall. That's like with his hair. <laughs> no, but who cares? The dude can dunk. I know. <laughs> I that's yeah, also true. Um, I, I think it's going to be him. Yeah, I think that also like. If Eli Parquet became like a like a feared player in college, like in the Pac-12, that'd be nice. He was named first team all defense, and he might be the front runner for defense player of the year. Um, I want to see you. Can you talk about something so I can look something up? I mean, with your other candidates, Tristan Nasova is pretty much a known quantity, which is why he's so fun to me because I think a yep. guy who's a sophomore who's that. Solid is, is really cool. Um, I guess Nick Clifford would be a candidate, but I don't know what we could see out of him. If he somehow explodes. Not like this year. Eight, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I don't, I'm not, I don't think Lovering's going to play enough to really count, but I think KJ has the explosiveness, the athleticism. Like you said, I think he's completely confident in himself as a freshman, which is important. And Wait, uh, okay. To distract, um, is James Akinjo, did he go to the NBA? No, didn't he transfer to Baylor? Oh, yeah, he did. Okay, so that means that Tiger Campbell is the only first-team All-Pac-12 player returning, which is strange. I love Tiger Campbell. Um, and then second team, I think it's just Haquez and Juzang. And Matt Bradley's gone, Taj Edi is gone, Isaac Bonton's gone. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. First team, or wait, all defense, we have remaining Haquez and Parquet, and that's it. And then Warith Alahishe was honorable mention. Bryce Willis was honorable mention. And then F.A. Abogidi is good. F.A. Abogidi, I love him. He's going to be also good. And Dennis Robbins' kid. What? Yeah, he's on Washington State. Dennis Robin Jr. No, I think. No. Oh, I thought you meant Avo Giddy was no, no. Dennis Robin's kid. I was like, why? What? How did that no. happen? Because <laughs> Avo from Nigeria. But, um, okay, what? So, breakout player, you were saying. I think it has to be KJ. To okay, I think so. I think Parquet could be too if he starts to like hit threes at like a good clip. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd love it to be Clifford. If garbage. Nick Clifford could end up being that guy this year, that'd be insane. I don't think he will be, but yeah, I, I don't think that's. I think that's a year early, maybe. Um, I think honestly, Clifford needs to like. He needs to have like that mentality that he's like going to be contributing every single day and be consistent and, um, like full of confidence mm. all the time. Yeah, I, I think um, you and I have different reads. I he's still growing into his body. He's still so. Yeah. Young no, I think so. Physically, I, I think that when you see players like that, I think the confidence can trail behind. Yeah, I don't know what we saw in Costa Rica um, was cool because it wasn't him hunting for shots. He was just like, "I'm gonna board every ball because these guys aren't as good <laughs> and as big as me," and that was great. I think you could. Do yeah, that that'll be that's nice. I'm not gleaning anything from the Costa Rica trip, though, for basketball. Um, uh, what about the Pac-12? Do you have, like, we already talked about Pac-12 Player of the Year. Do you have any other, 
like breakout players? Um, I just think Wazoo is going to be so fun this year. And you can pick, I mean, he kind of broke out last year um, on the Washington State team. Not uh, Fagib, uh, F.A. Afugide. Noah Williams. I am, yes, Noah Williams. Thank you. I was really trying yeah, to pull he had that like out. A, he had like a 40 point game. Yes. And he's now the, the main option on that team. He's so fun. That team is constructed really, really well. So I, yeah, they have a boy. top 40, they have a top 40 recruit coming in. That's insane. And this has been a long time coming for um, Washington State. Like and that. I love Kyle Smith. Um, God, I yeah, love Kyle Smith. Smith. They have a lot of momentum. I, I think that would be fun if that was a program to be reckoned with. Because um, they that team has honestly been so bad since Tony yep. Bennett left. Um, any... All right, so I'm thinking, like, someone who's way too talented to have come back is Benedict Mathurin. Mm, if he I didn't finds realize he came role. back. That dude is insane. Yeah, that dude, his first step is ridiculous. He was just he, he getting any shot he wanted. Well, uh, he was a sixth man on a bad team. So someone should have drafted him 10th instead of Zaire Williams. Well, Z- yep, Zaire Williams is by- drafted on pedigree and height. He is yeah. not very good. Mathurin is going to be, yeah, he's going to be the option at Arizona next year. He's very, very good. Um, any any thoughts on Isaiah Mobley as USC's guy? I am I've, I'm just always down on the. I don't like the way that Andy Enfield constructs his rosters, and I think everyone's really high on them this year. No, I without think, realizing I mean, that uh, you know they also got the easiest draw in the NCAA tournament out of anybody. Yes, yes, I agree. But also, Evan Mobley is a ridiculous generational defensive talent in college. I'm not saying that in the NBA. In college, he's going to be good in defense in the NBA too. Yeah, he's he's going to get pushed around a little bit. Isaiah Mobley is also good, but uh, that he's not a leader in like a top fifteen team. That's not his his type. They have Ethan Anderson back. Does not scare me. Agbon Polo does not scary scare me. Uh, they got Chavez Goodwin back, who scares me only because of how sharp his elbows are (laughs) when he's elbowing McKinley right. Um, Fuck that guy. And they have a guy named so Malik Thomas is the guy from Damien, who's a freshman guard. He's really fun. That's who was ahead of R.J. Smith, uh, the new CU commit. Um, however, I just don't think they have overall. They have no one that's like, oh my god, they have this guy. We're screwed. You know, Mo, Evan Mobley was that. Isaiah Mobley is not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think? After these breakout players, do you think anybody can contend with UCLA for the Pac-12 title? Absolutely. Yeah, I think Oregon absolutely can. Yeah. I think, I think Oregon regular and UCLA season. are both top 10 teams. Okay. I think regular season, that's UCLA's to lose because, like, that, again, like, that insane defense, like, that will travel. They're just going to bother everyone. And if they can get hot shooting nights from Juzang, They'll win. If they don't, hopefully they can get some from Peyton Watson. Hopefully they can get some from Jaime Jaquez. Like they, they have a lot of different ways they can win. And like we saw in the NCAA tournament what? too, like they win, they won high scoring games too. Um, Shut going toe up. For toe. Oh my yeah? God. No, I this just is looked a great at, podcast. Sorry. I just looked at Oregon's <laughs> transfers and they have, yeah, they, this is my favorite Oregon team they ever had. By far. Oh no. 
I don't Tell think me. we can beat them in Boulder. This will be the year it gets killed. Oh, so fuck. they added Jacob Young from Rutgers, who's just like a tough guard, just like bulldoggy. Is, Is he Joe Young's brother? It, I don't know. I can. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, they still have Frank, big Frank in the middle there. Frank Kapang, who is 6'11 and like 400 pounds. Uh, Quincy Garrier was added, a smooth sc- scorer from Syracuse. Devion Harmon from Oklahoma, they added him as a guard transfer, who is a bucket getter. Oh, yeah, CU was trying to get him, right? Yeah, and Folly Dante is coming back, who's officially healthy. And they still have Will Richardson, who's also a bucket getter oh, and a lefty fuck. driver. I don't Damn it. wait. Mm. I think Jacob Young is related because he looks a lot like Joe Young. Uh, and they have Nate Biddle, who's a five-star freshman center also. They're oh, he is. Freaky. No, he's and related they, to Joe Young. They whack me out. They're really, really good. Damn it. Okay, so two contenders and the rest. There's probably like six teams in between Oregon or after Oregon and UCLA. There's like six teams that could be anything. And then there's some bottom teams that we already kind of mentioned. Yep. I think that's, that's right. Kind of, and yeah, um, I forget who's in the Pac-12. But uh, oh, <laughs> do you know Colorado finished eighth, number eight in Kempom last year? Yes. Well, oh that was God. only... Like every other Pac-12 team, we got like a 40-point bump because Oregon State and uh, UCLA yeah. came out of nowhere. So, you know, I... I, I mean, we were top cautious. 10 before. We were top 10 entering the NCAA tournament, I believe. Yes. Or we were like ninth after we lost to Florida State, so I don't think it had too much of an effect. But I see. But that's crazy, though. That was such a good team. That sucks. That was the worst fucking day to play basketball, too. I don't, I'm not even going to say anything, but that's that was so that bad. It was bad luck, um, but I'm glad we got to see what we did. And matchup nightmare, to be honest. Yeah. Speaking if you of could matchup, construct. <laughs> speaking well, of oh, matchup did, nightmares. Do you, you want to uh, talk about football? Yeah. Every, every let team me do my, from let this me do day my forward. Se- okay. No, no, no. Let me, let me do my segue first. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about football? Yes. Do you want to talk about the the shittiest team that shouldn't be winning games and still is? Yes. And a football team that is not your University of Colorado Buffaloes, but is Sheriff Tiraspol, a Moldovan club. Nice. That is, they <laughs> have already won two Champions League games over Shakhtar Donetsk and Real Madrid. Mm. In their last, in their two attempts, and they are owned by KGB former KGB agents yes. who were put in that in Tiraspol, Moldova, in order to cr- create a breakaway state of which Tiraspol is the capital. And they use the soccer club sheriff as like a gun smuggling front, and they are winning Champions League games. And I cannot believe this. And they had a player who they subbed off, and he's like tatted the fuck out with like the haircut and he like just looks like he just smuggles guns and it's just like that is the team and they're out in the middle of farm country nowhere with an amazing stadium and they just destroy the Moldovan soccer league and it is so funny 
I cannot believe like sports are so weird. Sounds like Kansas State a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um is there is there a large drug ring in Manhattan, Kansas? Oh not not since Bill Snyder left. I'm kidding. What? Um <laughs> but they are a team in the middle of nowhere that beats up on bigger teams. Good for Sheriff. You know, we need more we need more uh USSR continued believers in this in this world. And I'm glad they're I mean, still fighting I've, the good fight. I'm doing my part over here. That's right. We're all we're all <laughs> big sheriff fans today. Um, Speaking of people who should be arrested by the sheriff, Darren Shiverini. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> kinda. Yeah. Um, Might be sabotaging. Well, let's we'll so let's. See. Yeah. You're calling out of Buffalo as a one and three headed into this week's matchup against USC. Um, for those who mercifully didn't see it, they played Arizona State late Sunday night, uh, Saturday night on ESPNU. Um, you know, it was a a more of the same game as far as I could tell. Uh, they kept it kind of close at the beginning. Um, I think at one point the score was ten to thirteen. Yeah, I read in your brilliant recap. Yes, that's right. And then Arizona State kept it going. Um, and uh, as expected, CU's offense sputtered. Um, what more can be said? CU scored the first touchdown in 26 drives against Arizona State. How many How many touchdowns has CU scored this year? Against FBS opponents? No, total. Even Northern Colorado. Seven. Shut Do you know up. how many rushing touchdowns Jaron Mangum has for South Florida? Former buffs, Jaron Mangum. Oh God. Yes. Not to say Jaron Mangum would make this team better, but it is pretty sad. And that UCF teams, USF team sucks. Um, Let me get I, more anger out before I'm done because I don't have as much to do last week. So I mercifully did not watch CU Smart. play football. Um, I didn't want to wake up at 4:30 a.m. to watch that. Um, I said that once I checked the score, if CU CU was going to lose, that was not part of the equation. It was if CU scores more than 10 points, I will have been happy with the result. And I saw they scored 13 points and I was like, oh, good for them. And that is my thought. Okay. The whole team. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have that thought. So, you know, bad for them. Um I am upset that after the game, Carl Durrell said we saw some okay things in the passing game, and they had 67 passing yards against Arizona State. Mm. Definitely some okay things there. And then you take out the (laughs) 20-plus pass play that was a basically a sweep run by Ty Robinson, and there was 41 passing yards. 41 passing yards past the line of scrimmage, Sam. That's not okay. I'm going to say that right now. And I disagree with anyone who says it is. Um, I get that he's protecting Brendan Lewis. I appreciate that. I also want to protect Brendan Lewis. I wish the offensive line did as well. That would be great. I'm also concerned with Brendan Lewis's confidence. 100% you should be. It's just a complete mess, top to bottom. Yes, a touchdown is good. And they had a few drives where I was like, you know what? This doesn't look like the worst, but you know what those few drives were? It was just Brendan Lewis making plays with his legs after everything broke down and Jarek Broussard running really well because he sprinted away from the offensive line the second he got the ball. And that should not be what moves your offense. 
Alex Fondo looked pretty good. Shaq Clayton looked pretty good. There's talent on this team. I wish someone could scheme it open. Hmm. Who could that be? Maybe someone paid to do that? I don't know. Maybe someone who is rumored to be in the running for a head coaching position, even though he probably shouldn't have been. Yes, rumored by and, himself most of all. That's true. Um, yeah, and might be mad that he didn't get it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't want to. We don't. Look, so in general, Somehow, CU is only a six-and-a-half-point dog to USC as they come to Boulder this week. That speaks um, volumes about USC and nothing else. Oh, 100%. S&P projects a 15-point USC win that seems much more in line um, with what I'm thinking. USC is a complete mess right now. Jackson Dart, their one ray of hope at quarterback, is hurt. So Keaton Slovis is back, um, and he has regressed. So I have a question. Okay, so Keaton Slovis sucks now. I guess. Who who was the quarterback Keaton Slovis replaced? Was it Matt Corral? No. What? Matt Corral is doing great. All right, I'm gonna look this up. Don't worry. Yeah, about but it. Matt Corral. I have like... a theory. Go oh, ahead. I don't. I don't. I don't know these things. I have a theory that USC backups are tremendously better. Than yeah, starters, he was. A, oh man. No matter he... what. Because was it whenever Arnold was it, um, JT Daniels. That's right. Georgia then JT started. Daniels gets hurt. Keaton Slovis comes in. Keaton Slovis is the savior. All right, now Keaton Slovis is the starter. Keaton Slovis kind of sucks, and Jackson, Jackson Dart the is the he's the savior. And I think Jackson start Jackson Dart is going to do great this year. Probably it's the cycle of life. And then back, next yeah. year, next year he's going to suck. And then the next quarterback That's right. is going to be the savior. And I think it's going to keep happening because Sam Darnold was also the savior. For um, Max Brown, yeah. Yeah, and then he wasn't very good his second year, I believe. Um, you know, in general, I uh, I don't – see. He's not going to win this game. I'll just say that outright. doesn't matter who USC has at quarterback. Uh, Drake London is a freak who will – embarrassed CU like he has embarrassed a million other teams if only he could get the ball um and their problem well, I'm looking at I'm looking at Ronald Jones college stats right now oh my god I love him I don't uh, miss him against CU that was traumatic <laughs> okay right it, it, to was, distract yes. you. well USC's defense isn't the best Oregon State just scored 42 um on USC I, I would pay so much money to, to ever see CU score 42 this year. That would be fantastic. Um, alas, I don't think it'll happen. No, they didn't even look good that good against Northern Colorado. So wait, what about Arizona? Let's just one week at a time. I only want to focus on the pain directly in front of me. Okay. So, okay. 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 USC okay. coming to town, seven point underdog right now, six and a half in Vegas. It's a noon kickoff. So there might be a body clock theory that Vegas is working with. It's 11 a.m. for the USC kids. I don't think so. Uh, not but, with one hour difference, no. Right. So regardless, I you know I um I don't have high hopes. If CU can get into the 20s, maybe it's a game. That will not happen. Um, this chemistry, the the group of personnel on offense and that includes the quarterback the offensive coach coordinator and the head coach 
plus all the other coaches, that is not working in a very big way. And it continues to not work in a very big way. And until that changes, I am going to pick against CU in pretty much every game. So uh-huh. there you go. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, if this offense looks like anything that's not resembling completely irrevocably broken, then I might say CU has something of a chance, but I don't think that's ever going to, that's not going to happen. No, and I don't it, think that even if you got rid of Shiv this season, I don't think that you could just rebuild an offense from scratch when it's this broken. I agree. It, it will take someone who's not a part of this current staff to fix it. Um, and that won't happen in midseason. Yeah, unless it was like Darian Hagan running the triple option. Which would be but, cheaper at the very least. <laughs> but also, no. Also, Darian Hagan, you, you can stay. No, Keep uh, your I, running backs coach for life job. Right. So I, Which he deserves. We talked about this, Sam, and, and when the time is right, there's some names floating around in my head. Or some, can, some you believe, can you believe Eric Bieniemy was rumored to the CU job? I can. I, believe, I can believe well, that he was rumored, yes. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't believe the rumors when they were happening. Um, yeah. So, anyways, that's the game on Saturday. Uh, these poor players, I'm glad they're continuing to play. Terrence Lang is a freaking animal, and Mustafa Johnson comes back this week, which will be super fun to watch. I'm glad to see he's back. Um, unfortunately, both of those people play defense. So, <laughs> damn. Huh. Oh, it's just so it's energy draining now to talk about CU football, which is very not fun. And I don't like it. And I want them to be fun. Well, I don't have to worry about it anymore because now we have hired a new writer on the Ralph report. So I don't have to write about football. Anymore. That's right. It, that will so, be unveiled at some point in the near future. At some point. Yes. We'll have them on the podcast. Yes. Spoiler alert. It's Eric B we got him. <laughs> yeah, were you gonna were you gonna go over some OC hires who I have never heard of, and you have kind of heard of them, and then once they do get hired, they're not gonna be that good. because uh, <laughs> you're excited about Jay Johnson. Look, man, and I should still be. Jay Johnson had a cohesive plan that we could follow yeah. on offense. Okay, he set That's things fair. up. There's a flea flicker involved. <laughs> uh, let's cross that the bridges when we get one there. One good call. Okay, okay. Let's, let's cross the bridges when we get there. I don't want to get. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves and get. Oh, so you were just you were just looking at OCs and getting. Yes, excited. I'm. I am window shopping. I'm looking at other okay. offenses, being like, man, they score. Imagine, Wouldn't that be nice? Okay, imagine I'm an offensive coordinator. Well, how would you sell me on the CU football job? Uh, let's one, say let's say that I'm an offensive coordinator. Okay, and what position a, do you coach? Uh, fuck. I'm a quarterbacks coach. Nice. So that's okay. the easiest one. Yes. At a Mountain West conference okay. college. Okay. That's pretty good. Not great. Like I'm not looking Fresno for State, coaching maybe? jobs. Yeah, sure. I don't want to be pinned. Okay. And what about what you want me to sell you on coming to see yeah. you? Why would I come to see you instead of staying at Utah State? Okay. Um. Number one, money. My name is um, Chucky Keaton, by the way. Hell, oh, don't coach. I would love that. <laughs> um, okay, number one is money. Number two is way easier to recruit to a Pac-12 school than it is a Mountain West school. Uh, and then number three is when you are coming in as new blood, 
the expectations you have to beat are so low right now. Oh boy, are they low. Mm. You score more than two touchdowns in your first three games against FBS opponents. You're already better, baby. You're already better. Mm. Just score more than two touchdowns. Yeah. Low expectations is pretty good. But what if like, what if a similar, like I got offered a similar job at like Texas tech or something. Okay. Or, um, or even like maybe I was in the contention for head coach at Colorado state. Take the head coaching job. That would be my professional okay, yeah. recommendation. Okay, that's true. Bet on yourself. Sorry, bad idea. Uh, or like a really bad head coaching job. Um, you would still, like, that's it? Like, even if I had low expectations other place? Uh, I would always take the head coaching job over any coordinating job. But if it was a OC at Texas Tech versus OC at CU, I would say, once again, it's way easier to recruit to CU than it is to Texas Tech. Um especially with where you're recruiting. Um, Texas mm-hmm. Tech is a bad member of a dying conference, and that's not a good place to be in. Um, okay. CU is a bad member of a, uh, depending on who you talk to, already dead and or mediocre conference. Um, but because of that, you'll win a lot more games because there's really not that much facing you. Texas Tech is in a concrete okay. wall between being the fifth best in the state and maybe the fourth best. They're never going to get 3-2-1, you know? Okay. Maybe maybe the maybe the OC I replace can go take that Texas Tech job instead. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. What else? What else we got? Who are we playing this week? Like I said, USC at noon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not uh, and then after USC <laughs> is a is a merciful bye week. So oh, thank God. Um, you know I don't. I don't, there's no information behind this, but if CU looked bad enough where a change was absolutely warranted before the start of a bye week seems like a good time to do it. I don't, once again, I know absolutely nothing, but if USC goes out, if CU goes out and lays another egg, the situation will have reached an untenable point in my mind. And at that point you have two weeks to install a new person. Who is the interim coach of USC? Uh, Dante Williams. He's a super recruiter. SoCal legend. Was at Oregon okay. before he's at USC. He's just a defensive backs coach, but they need his. Recruiting. Oh, did he? Did he recruit DeAnthony Thomas? No, he was. He's at Oregon for like one year. Um, oh, okay. Never mind. Um, beside the point. Um, well, CU basketball starts October twenty seventh. Yes. Um, CU volleyball ranked. Down. CU volleyball's ranked. Yes, apparently. Swept Spoiler Utah. Alert, this this new writer. May or may not be covering volleyball games time to time. Yep, Vietnamese a huge volleyball fan. <laughs> which is something that we have neglected because we have been understaffed for the past odd years. Um, anything else? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, no, my anger from last week has has fully transitioned into semi apathy, which is not good. Um, for the program, but. More fun Are you going to keep going to CU football games? Yeah, absolutely. It, it'll okay. just be more like a Rockies experience of like, yeah, we all know it sucks, <laughs> but, you know, it's pretty out. So <laughs> We just dunk on the Rockies out of nowhere. My San Francisco Giants are doing fucking great. I thought they would suck. I thought they would be like I shouldn't have mentioned baseball. one of the worst teams in baseball, and they are literally the best team. They have 102 wins right now. I that is crazy. Baseball. And I have not watched a single game because I am not following baseball anymore so Good. i spare you um are we done yep i'm done
All right. See you, Jack. Bye. Bosk!